Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Joined once again by Phil Valpy, one of our terrific technical sport representatives. Phil, thanks for coming back on Tech Talk. Thanks, Matt. It's a nice afternoon, and we're going to talk about thermostatic expansion valves today. And as Phil just said, today we're going to talk about testing expansion valves. So listen up as Phil takes you through. This time of the year, we take half of our calls on air conditioning that have refrigerant problems in it, and most of the time it revolves around the metering device or expansion valve. So we're going to talk today about thermostatic expansion valves. There are three or four manufacturers, Sporlin, Alco, Parker, who make expansion valves. And the job of the expansion valve is to take high-pressure liquid refrigerant and turn it into low-pressure saturated refrigerant, which is almost a gas, and remove heat from the space and bring it back to the condensing unit. So in general, the expansion valve is our valve between the high side and the low side. And it really can be difficult for the contractor who is not really familiar with how it works to test it or figure out what's wrong with it. So when we get the call, the first thing we ask is, what is your pressure on the high side and what is your pressure on the low side? So we need a high side pressure and a low side pressure before we can start. Now, when we have a normal pressure on, let's say, an R410 system, we may see 320, 30, 40 pounds, and we may see a low side pressure of 110, 115, 20, 25 pounds on a thermostatic expansion valve system. And that would say that the valve is working pretty good. But what we really need along with that is the temperature of the suction line and that tells us how much heat the indoor coil is taking out of the air and bringing out to the condenser to get rid of. So that heat that we take out is called superheat. Basic premise is the refrigerant is boiled in the evaporator coil by adding heat to it and that boiled refrigerant goes out to the compressor and we reject the heat. If the thermostatic expansion valve screws up a little bit, the amount of refrigerant in the coil can either be increased or decreased. If we have too much refrigerant in the coil, the superheat becomes very low because we have a lot of refrigerant and this heat gets dispersed over this lot of refrigerant and it doesn't raise its temperature very much, so the superheat could be one or two or three degrees. If the system's low on charge, the amount of refrigerant then in the coil is very little, but we have all this heat, so this little amount of refrigerant takes this big amount of heat and it increases its temperature a lot, and so we have a high superheat condition. And we measure the superheat by putting our temperature probe on the pipe outside the suction side and looking at a pressure temperature chart and figuring out what it should be. We'll get into that in a second. But the thermostatic expansion valve's job is to take the high pressure refrigerant and meter it so that we keep a precise superheat across the coil. For instance, the coils that we sell are set for between 10 and 12 degrees of superheat. So we are supposed to increase the refrigerant pressure, whatever it comes out of the valve at, by 10 or 12 degrees. And we measure that with a bulb on the expansion valve. The expansion valve has a bulb that straps on to the line leaving the coil and it measures the temperature and it should be 10 degrees or 12 degrees higher than when it came in. The valve internally knows the temperature coming in so it makes the subtraction internally and we should see a 10 or 12 degree rise in temperature. 
the reason we measure the temperature on the suction line is so that we can figure out what the temperature is at the start of the evaporator coil and subtract that from the temperature we measured leaving it giving us our superheat if the valve is not working properly the superheat will be off but how do we prove it how do we say it's low on gas or it's a bad valve so what we what we're going to do is actually test the valve by putting the bulb that measures the temperature in an ice bath. Now what we'd like to do is get a fixed temperature on it and the easiest fixed temperature we can find is some ice water at 32 degrees. So if the expansion valve is seeing 32 degrees leaving the evaporator coil, that means we added 10 degrees to the temperature coming in or it would have been 22 degrees. So we go to our pressure temperature chart and look at 22 degrees and see that the pressure in our suction line should be 82 pounds pressure for 410A or 45 pounds pressure for R22. So if I got the bulb in the ice water, I should be able to go outside at the condenser and see my gauge reading 82 pounds pressure for 410A. If it doesn't read that, that means our expansion valve has lost its capability to measure the superheat. So to wrap it up, what we're trying to do is figure out whether or not the expansion valve itself is faulty. And by doing the measurement of the temperature and the pressure and comparing it to our pressure temperature chart, we can see whether the valve is too closed or too open and that way determine whether it's faulty or not. Now these expansion valves normally are proprietary to the equipment. You just can't throw in an expansion valve out of the truck because some are set for eight degrees, some are set for 10, 12, 14, 16 degrees. Some are adjustable so you can adjust them. But in testing it, you have to know what the superheat setting is ahead of time. So when we put it in the quote, ice water, we will know where we are gonna be on the suction side. So we're measuring a suction line pressure and comparing it to what we think it should be based on the 32 degree or thereabouts ice water. So that's how to test an expansion valve and that's a little bit about superheat. Great. Well, thank you, Phil. And it's not the most complicated scenario you'll face, but it's one that a lot of folks out there in the field face. Our tech guys get a lot of calls on it. So now we know how to do that. I want to thank Phil for coming on, walking us through step by step. I want to thank you all out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can go on Apple Podcasts. You can go on Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, all sorts of different places. You can find us just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Also, make sure to follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And as always, you can catch all of our Tech Talks and all of our Taurus Talks on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. And thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.